0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimple. It's Thursday the 30th of March. In your squiz today, inflation's on the way down, a new corruption commissioner, Russian athletes get the green light, and a power suit comeback. This is your squiz today. Australia's inflation rate is on the way down, Claire. That's according to data from the Bureau of Stats that was released yesterday. It shows the monthly Consumer Price Index, which tracks movements in the price of goods and services, fell to a six-month low in February of 6.8%.
1: Yeah, and that's down from 7.4% in January and 8.4% in December, which is when government officials think that inflation peaked. This February figure is lower than economists were expecting, so it was a bit of good news yesterday, and it's a good sign that the Reserve Bank's interest rate rises are doing what they're meant to do, which is to bring Australia's inflation rate down towards the target rate of 2 to 3 percent there's still a fair way to go before it gets mm. to that but it's my name is to keep the cost of living in check, uh, also to make sure that we can continue to improve our standard of living. Uh, Treasurer Jim Chalmers says there's a lot more work to be done, but yesterday he said the data is more evidence that inflation is moderating in our economy, but it remains unacceptably high.
0: And there's also questions about whether another interest rate rise will be set by the Reserve Bank Board after it meets next Tuesday, Claire. Some economists say that the slowing inflation rate might prompt a pause, but others think the RBA will err on the side of caution and order an 11th consecutive rise to keep that downward pressure on inflation.
1: We don't have a crystal ball, Alice, but <laughs> all will be revealed next week. And another issue that keeps popping up is that employment is high, which is a good thing. We like having people in work, but there's concerns that wages aren't rising enough to keep up. Up with that inflation rate. That's something that Workplace Minister Tony Burke is looking at. He hinted yesterday that there could be government support for another increase to the minimum wage for about 180,000 of Australia's lowest paid workers. That will be costly, but it's also tied to a big discussion about productivity.
0: Yeah, that's a nice segue into what Treasurer Jim Chalmers is talking about today, Claire. He's talking about the productivity rate, which is the rate that goods and services are produced at. Reports say our annual productivity growth over the past decade was at 1.1%, and that's the slowest it's been in 60 years. A new report from the Productivity Commission says that if it doesn't increase, Aussies will be 40% poorer in 2063 than they are now. Justice Paul Brereton's name will probably ring a bell for Squizzes, Claire. We've mentioned him a couple of times in the last week because he's been involved in the investigation into the allegations of war crimes committed by Aussie soldiers, but He's now been tapped on the shoulder to lead the Federal Anti-Corruption Body.
1: Its name is the National Anti-Corruption Commission, or the NAC. I suspect we're going to be talking about the NAC quite a bit. It's set to kick off mid this year. It's the new body that will investigate and report on serious and systemic corruption in the Commonwealth public sector. That includes ministers and politicians, their staff, also the heads and employees of government departments and agencies and so many others who were working for and with the Commonwealth. The critics say that the NAC doesn't have enough powers uh, and that its remit is unclear, but just a timely reminder that despite all the criticism, the coalition got over its concerns and supported its setup.
0: And yesterday, Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said that Brereton was the right guy for the job because he can lead really difficult investigations, Claire, and he certainly got a track record of that. There's been a new survey released about Australians' attitudes towards violence against women, Claire, and it's shown that there's widespread misunderstanding of the issue, and that has experts concerned. They say that they're extremely troubled by the survey's results. This
1: study came from Australia's National Research Organisation for Women's Safety. It's a really big one. It's about 19,000 people who have responded to it, and it's rejected broadly uh, attitudes that condone violence, but there's one in three who believe that women make up sexual assault accusations as a way of getting back at men. Uh, Also, 25% say they might make up accusations because they regretted a consensual sexual encounter. Uh, And the survey has also showed that there's not a lot of improvement when it comes to attitudes towards domestic violence. Uh, Since the last survey was taken in 2017, uh, about 41% of respondents incorrectly believe that women and men are equal perpetrators.
0: Yeah, it also says that more than a third of respondents believe that women make up or exaggerate domestic violence claims while they're in custody battles. Researchers have called on Aussies to challenge deep-seated attitudes about women who report that they've experienced violence. And if anyone needs help, I'll include a link to the government's support services website in the episode notes today. If you can believe it, the Paris Olympics are just 15 months away and the International Olympic Committee has been under pressure to confirm a ban on Russian and Belarusian athletes. But yesterday, the sporting body indicated that steps are being taken in another direction.
1: It's released some new guidelines that could see those athletes compete under a neutral flag. Russia and Belarus wouldn't be able to send a team officially. Uh, and athletes and coaches who have expressed support for the war in Ukraine would be blocked as well. But IOC President Thomas Bach says that sports like tennis, uh, which has been a good example in the last year, has shown that athletes from those countries can successfully compete as neutrals.
0: There's always been a bit of drama when it comes to the Olympics, and that's also the case when it comes to Aussie athlete Peter Boll. He's been under a cloud after returning inconclusive tests for the banned substance synthetic EPO, but two independent tests organised by his legal team delivered a clean result. Regardless, Sport Integrity Australia's investigation continues. forward slash today i don't know how i feel about this one Claire but a fashion focused search engine called tag walk reckons there's a chance we are in for a comeback of the 80s shoulder pad variety Tagwalk says there's been a 50% rise in bold shoulders, as they're called, at recent catwalk shows.
1: Yeah, that's compared to last year's shows. Bold shoulders are in and the trend goes across both women's and men's collections. The designer Tom Brown's shoulders apparently grew by 20% and when I first read that I was a bit concerned for Tom but apparently it has to do with his jackets so it's not as alarming as it might have been. Uh, Academics say that the trend actually represents a way for women to be both feminist and feminine. Uh, And the trend watchers say that it's actually a reaction to the recent naked fashion trend. Uh, That saw a lot of tight and short and see-through numbers on the catwalk and, of course, the celebrities as they go about their business.
0: (laughs) And for those who want a quick fashion history lesson, Elsa Schiaparelli was the one who introduced shoulder pads back in 1931 and they were actually linked to the idea of female authority figures in World War II and settle in Claire because designers say it's a look that we could have around for a while. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> It's Thursday and that means the latest Squiz Shortcuts is out, Claire. We mentioned it yesterday, but you and Kate did a deep dive into some of the recent international financial problems.
1: Yeah, that banking and the collapsing confidence and the crisis of a couple of those banks going under in the United States and also the problems that Credit Suisse had in Switzerland. Uh, we also talk probably as much, if not more, about what it means for Australian banks and Australian banking customers, which is pretty much all of us. So, yeah, a good one to do. Have a listen to that one.
0: Excellent. You can get that in your Squiz Today podcast feed. And that wraps us up. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back with you again tomorrow.
1: Hi there. It's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at squizkids to learn the
0: backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.